0: Father God, I uh, thank you for your word. It uh, it speaks truth. It cuts straight to the heart of issues. And I pray that you would guide us in our conversation this morning. Uh, open our hearts and minds to your word, to your spirit's leading. Allow us to honor you in the, all that we say and do. Uh, grow us through this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We have a... Uh, Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 37. This describes uh, the early believer's uh, way of living. It's kind of an interesting one. Acts four thirty-two. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power... A Levite, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This one is uh, an interesting one. These guys are unified. They have a common focus. And in that unity, they're opening up and letting go of all the things that they have And are willing to submit those to the community for any need that's in the community. It's a neat picture of how we could live in this world. What makes it hard to do that, guys? What makes it hard to live that way? Self. Selfishness. Because if I lay out everything that I have and lay it out here on the ground, what's going to happen? It's all going to disappear, right? And then I will have nothing and other people will have something, but they won't have enough, will they? Because if I lay everything out that I have right here, it would not be enough to satisfy everyone here. Just the men that are here, let alone all of Banga, all of Liberia. I've talked about this before. Bill Gates came and gave all the money he had. Would he be able to solve the problems in Liberia? No, no, no. Yeah. See, our our self, our flesh wants. And Proverbs says, the eyes and the heart of man are never satisfied. I want to get into this passage and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Acts 4.32. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And that is an awesome thing. And I've had opportunities to be with groups where we were just united. And unity comes from selflessness. When I'm not selfish and I'm willing to give and the people that I'm with are willing to give, then nobody has to protect what they have because they're, they're able to freely lay it out. And it's not all gonna disappear. It's only gonna be used as is necessary. Unity and selflessness go hand in hand. If you wanna see unity in the church, if you wanna see unity on this team as we work, we need to be selfless. The more selfish we are, the harder it is to be unified. Selfishness destroys unity. Let's continue on, Acts 4.33. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. We talked about this yesterday. The resurrection is the key. The foundational element that God laid out to show us who he is that He is Lord and sovereign over even death. The things of this life, we see life as the extent of everything, right? At the end of life, we don't really see beyond that. We can't see. God's word gives us a picture of that, but without God's word, we don't see anything beyond this life. And so that's the extent. And God is saying, I'm sovereign over all that you know and beyond by, by resurrecting Christ, So this gives us a unified focus because we can live for things beyond this world and we can let go of the things of this world. We don't have to be selfish. We can let go. We don't have to live for the things of this world. Acts 434, there was not a needy person among them for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. So how do we define needy? It says there was not a needy person among them. How do we define needy? It can kind of be a relative term, right? So I I uh, uh, I love working with kids, and so uh, I, I skied a lot when I was in college, and I got kind of uh, to the point where... Doing stuff for me, it's it's a selfish thing. And I decided I wasn't going to be doing that unless I could be doing it for someone or for some reason. And so I volunteered to teach. And I volunteered to teach kids to ski. And so if you have any idea, skiing costs a lot of money. (laughs) It's just recreation. Uh, It's one of the things that I began to realize. that We're going up on a hill. We have all this equipment. And all this money put into picking us up, setting us up on top of the hill, and we slide down the hill. Uh, the reality is that's a very selfish, <laughs> it's a very selfish sport. Uh, uh, it wears on me. But So I am teaching kids, and they have money. There's tons of money in skiing, because people that are skiing have enough money that they don't have, they don't know what to do with it. And so they're putting it into uh, recreation where they can just climb up to the top of the mountain and slide down and pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a day just to do that. And they're not accomplishing anything, you know? I'm sorry, I, I, get, I see how empty it was and it, it, it amazes me. But anyway, I asked these kids, I said, what do you need? So we have these kids And they're like, I need a new phone. I need more skis. I need to go on a trip to Europe. Do they really need that? Is that a need? So If if I walk through uh, the streets of Banga and I say, what do you need? I get, I get I hear about this all day long. What do I need? I need new shoes. I need a new shirt. I need gloves. <laughs> we need gloves to work, right? But there's another aspect here in Banga. I, I go to the clinic. Or even when I was working uh, in town, I, I had someone come to me. When you guys were working on the road, someone comes to me. They need malaria medicine. They need surgery. They have a a baby that's dying. Are we getting closer to need then? I, uh, my shoes are getting worn out. Do I need new shoes? Not yet. I only have shorts and shirt. You see me wear these all the time. This is all I have. This is what I bring. I pack everything I have in one backpack, and I come here, and I've been here three months at a time, six months. I have three shirts, three shorts. I don't even need three. I can get by with one and one. So I have more than I need. I don't have any place to cook in my room. Do I need the place to cook? No, because God has provided for me to get food. So I have one room, I have one bed, I have one, two tables, I have two tables. I have a table for all you guys' phone. (laughs) I lay all your phones on one table, and then I work on the other table. Do I need more than that? I don't need more than that. I have a roof over my head. Some don't even have that. What do you really need? Self says, I need a lot. Matter of fact, self always says, no matter where we're at, I need more. We need to get a hold of self and say, self, you don't need all that. What do I really need? What I really need is to pursue God, to have a relationship with Him, and trust Him for what I really need. Needy, uh, a dictionary definition, very poor distressed by want of the means for life. So how are we to discern? Uh, it, it's a it's a constant thing the reason I say this out up front I deal with this every day. There has not been a day that I've been here and I've been here I was started I came here in November and just about every day that I've been here, Uh, January through, where were we in, July, August now. We're in August, eight months later. Um, Somebody comes to me and asks for something. Um, Are they needy? How do I know? How do I discern? Because I want to honor God with what he's given me. And I want to let go of it all and allow him to do it. But he has given me a responsibility. He gives me resources And I'm responsible to meet those resources out correctly, right? So if we all threw all of our stuff in a pile in the middle of this area and then just let anybody come in and pick it up, would that do any good? Would that honor God? Would that glorify God? See, he's given us a brain (coughs) and he's given us abilities. Each one of you guys has abilities to work and to accomplish. There are some that don't. Some of the people that I meet don't. They're missing a leg. Some can't even walk. They have fewer capabilities, but they still have a capability, right? God has given each one of you the ability to honor and glorify him by accomplishing. And you should do that to the best of your ability. And then you can use what God has given you, that resource, and, and the money that comes from it to honor and glorify him that is what we're called to do and so we can be above and beyond the needy we can help the needy and the definition of needy really needs to be laid out before god and you need to lay lay that out to god when people come and ask me i prayerfully look at it and i say lord how would you have me work in this some of you i've talked to and i say you know what i would be glad to help you i want to help you understand how you can accomplish something. Because me doing something for you doesn't solve your problem. I want to help you understand God has given you the ability. God has given you capabilities. You may not be Bill Gates. I'm certainly not Bill Gates. You may not be uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, he's our, our richest guy now. I'm not but I have the capability to solve problems, to go out and and help people, and and that's what I'm gonna do, and I wanna encourage you. Do that, and then trust that God will move to your need, not your greed. You know, self wants. Don't, Don't obey self. Do what you can to honor and glorify God. In Acts 4.35, So we got in in Acts 4, 34 and 35, there was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. You notice when we started off in there, at the first part, it says, no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his, his own, but they had everything in common. So you think they just threw it all in the middle of the room, right? And yet in this next passage, 34 and 35, owners of lands and houses. They still retained ownership. They still were responsible for before God for the resources God had given them. They hadn't let go of that. They still owned the responsibility. And then, they, as God convicted them, they sold that and gave it to the apostles. Why didn't they just throw it out in the street? Because we need to be discerning in what we do with the the resources God gives us. God gives all of you guys resources, and he's not expecting you to just dump them on the street and let everybody have them. He's expecting you to be responsible with the resources you have, to take care of your family, to take care of of the things that he's given you responsibility for. So we can't just use this passage and say, okay, everybody should give up all their money to me. (laughs) <laughs> right? Because what does self want? Self wants everybody to give their money to me. And that's not what God's called us to. We're supposed to be responsible for the re- resources that he's given us. They gave them to the apostles so that there was an objective party that could look at all the needs and say, well, you don't need new skis as much as this person needs an operation to save their eye. You don't need a new phone as much as as this person needs malaria medication. Someone can be objective and and make that discernment. That's the wisdom God's called us to apply. He gives us responsibility by giving us resources, and then he he calls us to use wisdom to, to discern how to use those resources. No one has unlimited resources. We are called to be good... Stewards of the resources God gives us. And so we have a few key principles we get out of this passage. Let go of ownership. Don't be selfish. God gives it to you to, to use for his glory, for his honor. Part of his glory and honor is that you take care of your family. So you need to take care of your family first. He's given you resources. He's also given you a family. That's a responsibility. And you work to take care of your responsibility. So you do your best with what you've got. You've got capabilities, you've got some muscles, you've got a strong back, you've got a strong mind. Guys, one of the things I've learned about you guys is you can think. Sometimes I can't understand what you're saying, but I know that you're saying and you're thinking. And I enjoy that, I enjoy that. We can put challenges in front of this team and we can solve them. So it's not a matter of not being able to think. You have the capability. So we just take those resources and make use of them, right? Prayerfully consider how God would have you use those resources. Prayerfully consider. Don't just do what yourself wants. Don't go. <laughs> uh, uh, don't do, be self-indulgent, right? You've got, you've got to be re- restrained. If you're going out and, and uh, having a good time and your family is hungry, That's not a good thing, right? That's irresponsible. And that's not honoring and glorifying God. So we have the opportunity with the resources that we have to honor and glorify God by taking care of the responsibilities that are in front of us. Work to make objective decisions. The way they did that in the New Testament is they brought it to the apostles. You see, if I answer everyone and just hand out money, I will be out of money shortly. I've spent thousands since I've been here handing out money, but I try to do it wisely. I try to do it wisely and I go and I ask counsel. There are some people in this ministry that know what's going on and what the needs are and so I go to them and I say, here's the need that's been presented. How best can we serve this? Because I I help with the ministry here. I give money to the ministry here also, but I need to be wise with my resources. I can't just dump it out on the floor, right? So these are the things, make objective decisions, bring other people in, get counsel from godly people who are pursuing honoring God. If I go to the local politician and ask him, what should I do with my money? Is he gonna say honor God with it? Or is he gonna say, help me get reelected? He's gonna be selfish. I don't mean to condemn anybody, but that's the reality. So we have to be wise with who we go to as well as what we do with what we got. You can take the, the resources to a plurality of people. That works really well because you get more objectively, but you want to make sure that they are pursuing and honoring God. Selfishness hoards and misuses resources, and selfishness is never satisfied. There is a balance, Right? Because i already talked about this. We got to let go of things, but we also have to take uh, responsibility that we are to earn things. We can't just go around saying, okay, everybody's supposed to give and I'm going to be the recipient. What is does uh, Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 10. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command... If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat." This is a biblical responsibility. We have the capability. God has blessed you guys with the ability to work. He's not calling you to support the world, but he is calling you to be responsible and do what you can. I'm gonna be responsible and do what I can with what God has given me. And I wanna honor and glorify him with those resources. You guys have that same capability. It's a blessing to work with you. I really do. I mean that. It's a blessing to work with you. I appreciate you guys, your abilities, and I look forward to continuing on that. Let's honor God with that resource and the resources he gives us in other realms so we can glorify his name. Thank you. I, it, it has been a hard lesson for me this morning. I prayed a lot about this one because it's it's a struggle every day. Like I said, I get asked every day, and it's hard. It's hard to make that call. So I want to honor and glorify God, and I want you guys to honor and glorify Him with what you have. Keep up the good work. It is a joy to work with you. Thank you. Let's. <laughs>
1: Sometimes it is not good when to be selfish, but suppose you have your blood brother, your biological brother, and someone else, and you have only one object to give out, and you two questions as you would, one would be preferred for you to give to, and your blood brother has something, he has little, but the other men don't have anything.
0: I think that... Uh, make, making a judgment on that from, from this seat is really difficult because I don't have all the information. But I would, I would prayerfully consider all the circumstances they can. Get advice from someone else that knows the information that's going on. Uh, God, God will give you wisdom because it sounds like if there's need, remember what, we, what I define need as? N- insufficient support, uh, resources to sustain life. If they're in need versus in greed, then you ought to tend towards serving the need rather than the greed. But I, I would prayerfully get okay. advice. You, uh,
1: you are already answered your question, but the problem there is, you get wants and need. I might have money. They don't have money, but he needs money. And you know I have. When both of us ask you, the man who is in need, give you give it to him. Because I I have it, but I wouldn't want it from you. I and I, I have money. But he don't have. And you, both of us ask you, the man who need it, he need he need it because he he, he don't have. So you give it to him. Whether I better, and you know I have it, you don't bother, you don't bother. Yeah, baby. no, he was asking question that if you have you, his brother, you have money, but I don't have money, but both all ask him for, for help.
0: So, a needy person and a non needy person yeah. ask,
1: yeah, yeah, they get one mm-hmm. and they get somebody who wants, I might have it, but see, I, I want it, I want another one. Mm. That's it. That's Why, greedy. Yeah, that's that's
0: greedy, greedy, not needy. Too, yeah, <laughs> but the person who don't
1: have at all. <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. In yeah, Yeah. According to what we say, yeah. you say that you have, mm-hmm. and our boss didn't have, uh-huh. and both of your ass at the same time, uh-huh. and you know that you have. Uh-huh. Then when the person that gives to you, what would be the second person that was that person from your side? Who don't give it to me? The present where your request for now uh-huh. where the other many have and you have. Mm. Then both of your request at the same time. Yeah. Then you give it to the person that I didn't have. Yeah. And you will have and request. What would be the second potential towards the person that didn't retain it to me? Oh. You know, if I give it, you know, I will not do it in, in uh in the presence of uh, the both of them because no matter uh how my brother would say who in contempt, he will say he will say blame me. That he and myself somebody and myself went to him and then I gave that person give it and they all gave it to him. I <laughs> his will brother he didn't do it for me. So what I would do is I would I will post it he would and hold him. And hold he, and he, I tell him we'll see what to do. But the person who, who, is, who is in need I I will, I will give it to the person who in need. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, I talked to my brother. Yeah. I,
0: let, let us all talk to your brother now. <laughs> yeah, you want to come? Uh, I think Dara just said it all. Give mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. message.
1: If your brother is like a one hand, it's amputated. And I get two hands. I'm not amputated. My two hands are correct. But his one hand is cut off. And the both of us, went to Dara to help us I think the man who is he he's the one to help. Yeah. Because you get the ability yeah. to wait. Get the ability to turn around. Yeah. And also by yourself. But the man who is amputated, I think he's the mean person to help. So if you're preaching that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I think as an answer.
0: Yeah, we, we, we keep looking at the need versus the greed, right? Yeah. yeah. What what but guys, God has called you to to seek His His guidance. There can be uh, misrepresentation too. I I have had plenty of people say so I, I worked uh, for about twelve years in Guatemala, in uh, very uh, tough places, and people will come up and they will present uh, themselves as in need. Uh, one of the one of the things that bothered me the most was uh, people who would take a child and hurt them, break their arm and disfigure them and then set them out on the street and make them beg. The child is definitely in need, but you give money to that child and the person comes up and takes all the money, beats the kid more so he looks like he needs more so that he will get more money and they use that abused person To get the money and so you have to watch if i give money to that kid i'm really enabling him to be abused more so i can't just give money just because it looks like a need i have to discern is that the right thing to do with my money or can i go around and somehow find out who that person is and deal with him and get him out of the picture and free that child Because just giving that money you're giving money to that kid is gonna leave him in slavery to that person. That's horrible. But I'm I, I think, you know, standing out here without knowing that, I give money, oh I'm helping that kid and I give him money and I give him money. He never gets better because he never gets to keep the money and he's being abused even more. So we have to be discerning. There can be needs that we can't address. Uh, directly like that. So you have to be discerning, pray, use God's wisdom. James tells us, you know, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask of God who will give generously without finding fault, pursue God, get to know his voice, know his conviction and say, you can do that on the fly. God, as you, as you live, as you walk, you can say, God, I don't know what to do here. Help me and listen, and he will guide you. This is what walking in the Spirit is all about. And it gives you immense peace and joy in this world because you can trust that he's going to help you get through and do make the right decisions. Thank you. Let's close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for these men. I thank you for this time to wrestle through some hard things. These are real hard things. These are real decisions that we have to make. I pray that you would guide us in our uh, walk today. Grow us closer to you. Help us to honor and glorify you and the decisions we make. Help us to be selfless and not selfish. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys.